When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For Hijaz, halal home loans and investments with Hijaz. Australia versus Pakistan on SEN Test Cricket. Oh. up to finish the over. Marsh full driven. Mitchell Marsh here from the southern end. Marsh cuts hard and cuts well. Jamal Bowles here. Marsh cuts again. Four more. Marsh pulls out magnificently through mid-wicket. All muscle and strength. Bowling from the Shane Warne stand in to Mitch Marsh who steers through the cordon and advances to the 90s. What a cricket is. Marsh surname rough now in that family area. They are waiting. Comes it up to Marsh on 96. He edges and he's oh. taken it for a slip. What a snaffle that is. Mitchell Marsh's brilliant stay is complete. Dear me, so close. Oh, just so disappointing. That will be one of the best innings Mitch Marsh ever plays in his life. I think in this game, you hear a lot of people say, but you need a bit of luck sometimes. And today I had a, a bit of luck being dropped, and I guess a bit of karma with a one-handed screamer to get me out. So this game has a funny way of evening things up. The Ballad of Mitch Marsh, luck and karma. An innings of immense significance, personally and collectively, misses its place on the honour board. But it rescued Australia and might yet prove match winning. March joins us the morning after. Bowls to Kawaja and he nicks it behind. Beautiful bowling in the channel. Last ball before lunch. Shaheen Shafridi bowls to Larmashay. Down leg side, he hit it, he has! Australia in real bother at the long break. Hamza in from the Warn and oh, Warn has dragged it on. Australia's predicament worsens. Travis Head is in place out in the middle. Hamza's got one for one. Head's bold! Hamza's gone right through him! Pakistan are rampant! Australia is reeling! He is backing at Mitch Marsh. He's driving his dropped. Oh, no. oh, he's dropped it! Salah <laughs> Shafiq has dropped an absolute soda and not for the first time it slipped. Oh my goodness me. I don't know whether to laugh or cry on his behalf because they've got to get him out of there. He can't catch. Unforgivable in, in this moment of the game. It bounces oh. up and he's caught! Caught in the gully, late in the day! Smith is hunched over his blade, he cannot believe it. Six for 187. The extremes of Pakistan cricket flavoured day three. Breathtaking and mind-boggling. Who would dare guess what comes next? We wanted to be renowned for, I guess, producing exciting test match cricket. You know, Boxing Day is, is one of the big, biggest test matches around the year. We want to produce pitches that, that I guess, provide a contest. I think we start just a fraction too early at 10.30 on Boxing Day. That's something you'll keep advocating for, but tradition is a wonderful thing. And the Boxing Day test is fulfilling its place as the biggest date on the cricket calendar. The pitch, the crowds, the pigeons. MCC Chief Executive Stuart Fox joins us. This is SEM Test Cricket. Live across Australia and around the world, welcome to SEN Test Cricket. We have ourselves the makings of a thriller. The lead for Australia stands at 241. 
and the hosts are six wickets down. It puts a huge bounty on the first hour of play. 2.41 is substantial, but it's hardly insurmountable, and given the mercurial nature of Pakistan, who's to say whether this develops into one of the all-time classics of a test match? It's been a rollicking ride so far. SEN Test Cricket for Host Plus and Henley Holmes build with confidence. Jared Waitley with you. Simon Cadditch is alongside me. Hello to you, Kat. Good morning, Jared, and all our listeners in Flem. What a time of possibilities. Damien Fleming, hello. Jared Caddo, uh, listeners. Yeah, definitely. I mean, reflecting back, and we just thought that Pakistan, West Indies test summer, you know, it's not A grade. Um, Pakistan were going to be stronger than West Indies. But up until um, the Marsh and Smith stand got got going, there was Pakistan's day by mile. But the tail end, Rizwan, early on, to have us four for 16... Um, what was the score when was it? It could have been five for forty-six. The lead would have been one hundred, and only five wickets left. Yep. You know that that is just so so close to routing the Australians, and and I think we were cooked. <laughs> I reckon we were cooked because the ball was moving everywhere uh, against tail. Um, and you know, the one thing, just looking at their batting, you know, this Babra's arms the star who hasn't fired. Shafiq could be the, the next man in line as Simon Cadditch anointed before the Perth test. But that there's enough batting there. Like There's enough to think um, with some of the injuries to come back in. If they could play more test match cricket, then all of a sudden you, you've got Pakistan up there with the, with the top three. It was so exciting. Um, and for Mitchell Marsh, you know, there's a lot of love for Mitchell Marsh. Um, and, and he just... Him and Travis Head just look the most dominant players in in the Aussie team. You know they score um, quickly when everyone else is struggling. So he's he's gone from out of the team to such an important player for the Aussies. Talking have... to a proud father there, uh, Flem, when you're looking at Jared talking about Mitch Marsh yeah. like that, he said his face was beaming. <laughs> and I heard him too. I I was on Channel Seven. I said, this, "Yeah, we were on together, weren't we, Kato?" Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, Hamza was just floating him up. I just visualized, I said he's going to hit him straight down the V for six here. Yeah, he nicked off. He nicked off. I'm never shame. doing it again. It was. Such I didn't a feel shame. good saying it, but it just looked obvious to me. Well, it was the first time that he actually got a little bit caught on the crease because he'd been taking a big stride all day, if not walking at the bowler, because he's so imposing at the moment. And it was the first time he got a little bit indecisive, yeah. got caught on the crease. It was a good ball, got it on a full length, and uh, what a catch by Salmon. But they needed that when he was on 20. So his, uh, he misses the, the moment of pure adulation, but the affection for Mitch Marsh is now there. So what a cycle this is. And what a, what a weapon he is in this Australian team. So from Headingley onwards, the numbers are phenomenal. Uh, his demeanour is incredible. He is now the cricketer that was always foretold and looked like he would never quite become. Yeah, and look, the thing is, in Perth, he got the 90. Different circumstances. Australia had a massive foundation, so you'd say not as much pressure. Yesterday, there was huge pressure. Four for 16. The ball was doing plenty. Pakistan were up and about, and he weathered it in a fashion that he's going to stay true to, I think, for the rest of his career. He's spoken about it. He's been backed by Pat Cummins and Andrew McDonald to play that way. And he talked about it after play. He needed to grab them and go, I'm going to be gutsy here in terms of taking the game on like he has been, even with Australia being 4 for 16. Yes, he had some luck on 20, 
But then after that, he was pretty much in control for the rest of the afternoon until he nicked that one on 96. Yeah, and I, I was interested in his wagon wheel as well. I think Pakistan bowled really well to him and Smith. They, they didn't get hit through the leg side very much. Um, when I think of Mitchell Marsh, particularly in the last couple of years, white ball cricket back to test match cricket, if you get a fraction short, he is so quick to, to just, he more just leans back and he hits the ball so hard through square leg and it was only later in his innings that he got a couple of them away you know they were back foot punches cuts to a degree um so you know the bowling was really intense yesterday too and and to show that you know Stephen Smith it, it's an important 50 but but he battled all the way um and you know didn't throw it away at at, at any stage but um you know we're talking about one of the greatest batsmen of all time here yeah, second slowest 50 in his career, 153 balls. I think his worst one, well, slowest one was 154 balls in Lahore in that recent tour to Pakistan. So he did it tough, but it was a crucial knock because he gets knocked over for less than 10 and Mitch Marsh gets caught on 20 and Australia were staring down the barrel of, of getting rolled for maybe, you know, 120 in front, 150 in front. And Smith didn't score a run in the last 40 minutes of play and ended up going out, which is such a pivot point, isn't it? The difference between him returning today and being out is um, yeah. is tasty for the test. Oh, it's massive because I think Pakistan will be buoyed by that if they come back and take one or two in the first 20 minutes this morning and keep that Australian lead, you know, 270, 280, they'll feel like they're a chance because the biggest challenge for them will be that new ball. They weren't able to, you know, withstand that in the second innings in Perth. They folded. They were able to do it in the first innings here. And if the sun's out and, and Shafiq and Imam and, and Shah Masood, the, the engine room, win the first 25 overs, I think they're in the test. If they don't, then I think Australia will run through them. Yeah, I mean, 300 chase is unlikely, but it still does open up for someone to play a brilliant 100. If someone plays a brilliant 100 and they've, and they've got play, I think Shafiq... Masood, you know, I think ideally he's at five, but his intent is I'm going to go after them. And then obviously we keep talking about Barbara Zahm. Um, you know, it, it could happen. Um, so, you know, these, these next 50, 60 runs are really crucial. Yeah, great scenarios for the test match. I was thinking through this is a new ball pitch, you think? So to get to a second new ball for Australia, three and a half and over, the, the lead's got to be 280, and then you need something to work with. So that, for me, it sort of puts the bar at 310 to give Australia the profound advantage. Now, Pakistan might collapse under the pressure, so we put that to one side. But 310's a long way away. It is. Another 70 runs. Yeah. I mean, we saw what happened yesterday, and I think Pakistan got back into this test match yesterday because they were able to limit the damage in that first innings. Had they been rolled and you know Australia have a 100-run lead, that's a big buffer. You spoke about it yesterday, Flem. But they got it down to 54. And then you look back at their first innings with the ball, 52 sundries. You can't help but think that and their catching, dropping Warner on two, he gets 38. Mitch Marshall on 20, he gets 96. Those three things add up to Australia being in a very good position. But if they'd gone the other way, which Pakistan can control, they're in control of all those things they're catching and, and how they bowl, this test match could be completely different. And going forward, th those errors are controllable. You can get the, the bowlers bowling straighter because some of those wides, particularly from Jamal, were, were wide wides. Um, and the catching, for me, uh, they've just they've had the wrong person at first slip. But like Selman snaffles them, you know, 
Fabris arm used to field in there. I don't think he's dropping catches like that. So they've been let down by the strategy of having Shafiq at first slip. Yep. Completely agree. And I think that drop catch, I think, uh, sucked them in to bowling that same sort of area to Mitch Marsh throughout the afternoon. And as you rightly said before, uh, he scored heavily through mid-off, cover, point. And, and I reckon it was because they'd nicked him off on 20, should have been out. They kept going with that, but then it actually fed all of his strengths on front and back foot, whereas they needed to come straighter to him and really attack the stumps. I mean, we've looked at the dismissals. You see the second innings there. Travis Head got an absolute beauty. It was at the five-and-a-half metre mark. Hits the top of middle stump. We've seen Pat Cummins hit the top of off stump of Bubba's arm, six-metre mark. You know, that's the length and the line, and that's probably something that Pakistan have been guilty of. Day one, too short, not straight enough. Then yesterday, probably too wide to Mitch Marsh. Our pre-match is for Spitwater Tools, not toys. Working hard since 1982. Give us a bit of biology on it. So we did it yesterday on, on Cummins to Babar. This was Hamza to head, which reprised oh. all the left-arm swing heritage of Pakistan cricket. Yeah, I, I think the um, if it had gone straight, I saw a Hawkeye. I, I think it went a metre and a half. It swung that much. And particularly to Travis Head, who are, who are generally eye and hand players, you know, swing does defeat them. Um, and also, um, he mustn't change his action too much because no one knew which way it was going. I mean, if he could add a couple of yards, you know, all of a sudden you don't have a... a, a, a you know, the pace is too quick to change a shot. Um, but, that, yeah, I love that. You know, you only get a certain amount of time to be able to use the new ball. Um, the first innings was different because it was humid and overcast. Um, but yesterday we saw, you know, 12 to 15 overs, the swing subsided. So they had to make the most of it early. Um, you know, I thought Afridi's ball to, to Usman was good. That's that's the length that bowlers aren't bowling enough to Usman. Um, if he got a heap of them, he'd probably leave that delivery. But you can afford to get even straighter to, to Usman. So that's a bit of a blueprint for the third test match. And if the West Indies are um, watching, you've got to bowl that to, to Usman. Um, but to, to Travis Head, um, and he would have known there would have been a time, he would have had enough time to go, I'm, I'm gone here. You know, when it just goes the other way and you just go, oh, I'm cooked. And you hear the stumps and, and you work off. But um, And also Hamza, you know, he did bowl. He was in the early 120s in the first innings. He was in the high 120s. So I hope he's realised that, you know, you know, getting off that back foot with real power, strong front arm, that adrenaline, I, I can push. If he gets to 130, I, I can see this attack doing really well. In uh, It's going to be always tough at home. They need blokes with ball speed for reverse swing. But, you know, here, England, South Africa, New Zealand, this is a good attack. Is that the perfect ball to Travis Head? first up. That's going to get him most of the time, isn't it? Yeah, well, I think the thing about they would have looked at his technique and seen how you know he bats, and I think the big thing with him is there's not a lot of movement with his feet. He's a very much a hand-eye coordination player, and he loves width. And the beauty about a left armour swinging the ball back in is that it starts from outside off, which lures him into playing at the ball with his bat and creating that gap between front foot staying on the crease and bat trying to hit the ball outside off. So the in-swinging ball to him 
whether it's a right arm over, swinging it back, or it's a lefty swinging it back. I thought it was a perfect tactic to him yesterday and it executed beautifully to hit the top of middle. But as you rightly said, Flem, that ball has started well outside off, which has lured him into looking to hit the ball because as soon as he tracks that ball out of the hand, he's seeing the width on offer and he's throwing his hands at it. And then by the time it's got to him, it's like the spinner drifting a ball. That deception is you can't under, underestimate it. It's, it's huge. If that had gone straight or even swung out, Travis Head would have tried to smash that for four. Yes, yes. Simon Kadich and Damian Fleming, our experts for in-place living, creating homes for people to create memories. It's a beginnings for Alex Carey. So there's sort of just this gentle murmuring that's starting to rise. His numbers post-Lords are unflattering. He's 16 not out, and if Australia needs 70-plus here, he's going to be the mainstay of it. Yeah, it's a great opportunity for him today because uh, this test match is still in the balance, but Australia can certainly put it well and truly in their favour if he hangs in there and has four more partnerships with the tail. You know, he could go from 16 to 70 or 80 comfortably given that, you know, the quality of Cummins and, and Stark and Lyon and these guys. So he's got a great opportunity to go, no, you know what, I can get 50-plus here if I'm hanging in there and, and looking to score like he does. He played some nice shots last night, but he's got to start again this morning. Yeah, when Adam Gilchrist comes out defending you, yeah, I think that's an indicator you're under a bit of pressure. Um, and and Gilly, you know, Gilly and Cares remind me a bit of each other um, as players. But uh, you know, those long levers, um, you know, elegant left-handers. Um, but you know, real team players there as well. You know, he'll, he'll be feeling. I thought he batted okay in in um, Perth, so I'm thinking this could could set up a big summer. Um, but, you know, it is one spot where we've got some depth. You know, Josh Inglis is the first one to come off, but there's others there as well. Um, so, you know, this, as you said, this is a good... You know, I don't expect him to come out and make a, a hundred like he did here last year. But if he can anchor, a, you know, an extra 80, 90 runs and he scores 40 of those, I, I would say that that's a good effort on a, on a tough pitch against some quality bowling. He'll get plaudits for that too. So the weather uh, for Rainbird, leader in irrigation for more than 90 years, it's sort of had that uncanny ability as it's been difficult when Australia's been batting and then the sun has shone when Pakistan's turn has come. So it might be a little bit like that today. It's expected to be sunny. We're, we're sort of half and half at the moment, cloud and blue skies a top of uh, 21, we're 17 degrees at the moment. But the afternoon is clear blue skies. So the best of the batting, maybe on day four, is when Pakistan will occupy the crease. The pitch, so you've had a good look and a chat to Matt Page this morning, the curator, Simon. Yeah, I think it looks great. It was the first time I'd been out there and saw it up close. Uh, it looks like this green sort of tram line of, of thicker grass that Pat Cummins has been able to hit, you know, bowling from our members' end. So... That was noticeable. I mean, it's got a good, you know, pretty much even coverage of grass, but just that green tinge to it on that tram line looked like You can still sort of thicker. see it from up here, yeah. can't you? Yeah. Like, and it's a tight line around yeah. off stump on a perfect length to bowl on. But I believe there's a little bit of a crack running in, underneath that, and that's where we've seen a number of balls deviate and come back into the stumps. So that's something that, uh, you know, whether the left arm quicks look at doing that this morning, coming around the wicket to maybe, you know, Pat Cummins like they did yesterday to Steve Smith. I think that's something that Shaheen Sharafridi should be thinking about and even Hamza. But uh, overall, it, it, it's been a very good test wicket. And I, I just think it's purely around the new ball now.
because we've seen once it gets to 25, 30 overs old, it's a good wicket to bat on. And the Aussies have got Nathan Lyon, you know, Pakistan just yeah. lack a quality spinner. You know, even yesterday when, when the Smith and, um, you know, Mitchell Marsh partnership was going, you know, just the, the quicks bowled long spells. They could have bowled shorter spells and had a spinner. Um, you know, they could have bowled Salmon a bit more, but for me, it just looks like you're locking down one end, whereas Nathan Lyon, as we know, particularly here at the G, he's a wicket-taking threat. Yeah, and was, he will be in the second innings. They were spooked by Mitch Marsh smashing Salmon in Perth. And he took him down over his head. So yeah. I think that's probably why they didn't bowl him. But, but it can I be agree, an opportunity too if Correct. you get the fields right. Correct. They should have bowled him. It's an intriguing day of cricket ahead. When it resumes, Australia will be 6 for 187. The first ball at 10 o'clock local time, so 40 minutes away. We're in our pre-match show for Spitwater Tools, not toys. Working hard since 1982. Mitch Marsh is about to join us. Adam Collins, Barrett Sunderason, and then Stuart Fox, who's the chief executive of the MCC. The pitch project here has been an absolute triumph over the past five years. Uh, the crowds were beyond 146,000 through three days, and this might be the, the best day of cricket on offer. So, Melbournians, there, there's a chance to see something terrific this Friday if you have the day free. SEN Test Cricket for Hejaz Halal Financial Solutions.